Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two grand. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Corey Friedman, Cody Del Mendo. We're all in the house. We got four wide today and a lot of green, a lot of green. Got the 120 hat, got the 120 sweatshirt. I just don't have the logo. Got the right color. And we yeah. finally made it on at 120 today. Yeah, big time. No tardiness. First pitch. Once thank you. Was that was that uniform description sponsored by Benjamin Moore? Or? <laughs> no, no, it was not no as ad, descriptive yeah. as you know. Was there a white claw? The what is it? The wave. Live your wave. Live your wave. Luke is living his wave. Yeah. Luke is always living his wave. Whenever the like. When Stucky gets on his like little his little trend of like Stuckisms, as in whether it's having <laughs> issues with technology or what? uh you know classic get off my lawn reasons, that's when he is living his wave. And if only he's holding a white claw at the same time, no free ads. I've never had a white claw. Okay, well, Pat now Hughes I don't is know very disappointed. Yeah, Pat Hughes yeah. is upset. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Corey Friedman in the sporty. Baseball cap with the green bill and the white piping. There we go. That's 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 what you love. Bent to hear brim right there. down to the piping. Uh, so up? we're going to do more grades today, right? We're going to continue yep. our grading uh, today. We'll have another position player, another pitcher. We're going to start. Let's talk about like what happened so far in the playoffs, yeah. starting yesterday. I mean, to me, the one is the Mariners Astros game that. was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, was unbelievable. Un- unbelievable to unbelievable. me was I picked Justin Verlander as my pitcher for you know playoff. Who you got? Ooh, I forgot. And about he got four that. runs yesterday. There's still plenty of time for him to turn things around. My he could throw a perfect dumb. game next time. My guy, my guy had one great start. I don't even remember who I picked. I don't even. Yeah, I don't remember who you picked. DeGrom. You're winning. Don't I worry. Have, I have Degrom. Here, oh, do De- we have the did picks? He? Oh, he did have a great start somewhere. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll figure it out anyway. Um, but yeah, no, that was. I mean, it felt like the Mariners had it, and the Astros are like my pick to win the World Series. It's not like a, yeah. it's not like a, you know, bold prediction. But I was like, you know, they are the best team in the AL. I think they were the best team in the majors. Um, their pitching staffs are really, really good. So to see Justin Verlander get kind of blown up early on, yeah. I think, did he end up with six earned runs? Six earned runs six in four earned innings, run. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was crazy. But then, I mean, they held it in check, and then Jordan Alvarez, who's um, one of Joey's picks. Uh, that walk oh, off three run home run. I mean, Jordan Alvarez Alvarez is, is really really good. Yeah. Um, and Joey, but he also has Max Scherzer. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and DJ, DJ LeMay, he was out for the yeah, series. Right? Oh yeah. Joey. And I don't know what Mookie Betts did last night, but well, yeah, your Verlander's not doing Cassianos well. Cassianos had get a home an run RBI last. Cassianos had a great had three hits. Shane RBI Bieber and, was uh, very good in the wild card. Yeah, round. but he picked Shane Bieber after Bieber had already. That's pitched, right. So like, no, it counts. I mean, it counts, but it's also like you got to no, weigh. That was it the reasoning for picking him. You got to weigh. Like, well, I don't know how far he. I don't know if he he might not even pitch again. Ryan, Ryan, at least I took a Ryan tried to keep Luke and I away for this exact yeah. purpose but it's not. I, I'm just happy <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping that two of my guys were gonna get me to the World Series yeah that's fair Rizzo, Rizzo and two of mine are already out <laughs> Rizzo and Machado have both homered in the playoffs so I'm, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good okay. Verlander will bounce back so here's what happened with the Alvarez home run I'm holding my son he's kind of hungry for dinner right type thing I'm like you want to watch some baseball never really done this before he's like okay I point him to the big screen TV on the wall, and I'm like, okay, this guy's going to throw the ball, and he's going to try and hit it with the bat. 
the first pitch of baseball he ever saw in his life, Alvarez home run. How crazy is that? That's pretty wild. If he, if he has that expectation for the rest of his life on baseball, he's going to be real disappointed. When, yeah. The fact that he's growing up. He's got up a lot Cubs of pain fan. coming. Yeah, right. Exactly. The fact that he's growing up a Cubs fan, he may, yeah, he may have suffered yeah. a lot more disappointment. Well, that was a, like a really interesting decision from uh, Scott Service. Huge. To bring right. in Robbie, Robbie Ray. Ray. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that was one of those where, like, I didn't think Jordan was going to do that, but, like, you're like, I don't know about this, right? Like, yeah. he was – I don't think he was great in that wild card start. And, you know, now he's coming out to pitch to one of the best hitters in the game with the game on the line. Like, I don't I know. I got big John Lackey 2017 vibes when it happened. <laughs> Maybe not as bad of a decision, yeah. but yeah. Well, yeah, not nearly as bad because John Lackey was, like, on his last leg. And right. But it was something they planned yeah. out, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Dusty he, defended it. That's his former player on the other side. I mean, but. he hit yeah. the ab- I mean, that, what a bomb. What is, what is up with the managers wanting to put in their like a starter to close a game? Well, I'll tell it. you who it worked it's for. A, it's a brand new game, man. 2003, it worked pretty well for the Marlins against <laughs> yeah, the Cubs. Sure. I guess it sure. worked for the 2018 Red Sox, too. Worked, worked for the 01 Diamondbacks. Yeah. I mean, John Lester was good in Game 7 of the yeah. 2016 right. Owen, Series. Owen Diamondbacks. Yeah. It does Randy work, but that's just such rest. a tough spot for Robbie Ray, though. Like, yeah. one of the best hitters in the league, game like, on the line. Like, that I read a tweet is that a said very that, tough spot. I read a tweet that said that him against lefties this year, he'd been given – I mean, he already gave yeah. up a ton of home runs this year, like yeah. 30 of them. And then, like, even against lefties, he'd given up four or five. So, like – It's also like – I mean, I, I don't know that I've checked – well, I, I haven't checked Jordan Alvarez's splits, but like he strikes me as a hitter that can hit against anyone, regardless of who you know how they pitch, like right-handed, left-handed, whatever. Like he's a, well, just a clearly. really good overall <laughs> hitter. Like, yeah. like so saying like a lefty on lefty match, but it's like for a guy like that, does it really move the needle that much? Like, yeah. this guy, he, yeah. he has a great bat. It, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not the same hitter, but it did remind me kind of because like teams used to do that against Anthony Rizzo. And he would hit homers off of lefties, but they would make a big thing about making those changes. And yeah. it would be like, I don't think this is worth the time. He can still homer off this guy. But Speaking of him, I'm just going to put it on record that I'm rooting for him to play good, but I don't know if I can deal with him winning a World Series with another team. I don't think I can do it. You can't do it? I can't do it. I mean, it's already – I think it, it might be because he's on the Yankees, but, like, I just – Again, I want him to play well. I'm, I'm, you know, I sent the old classic tear coming from the eye uh, emoji from CHGO Cubs Twitter account last night on the MLB tweet that showed him hitting that homer. But it was a real tear from you, actually. It was a little <laughs> bit of a tear, yeah. I mean, Bird I want, I want the guy to do well. He deserves, he deserves a, a nice contract after this year. Um, you, we can sit here and argue some more about whether the Cubs fucked that up or not. But just as a as a player and a fan of him that I, that we all have always been like, I'm, I'm rooting for him to play. Well, I just like, I don't, I can't take him winning another world series in another uniform. I, maybe that's selfish of me. It is pretty selfish of me, but like, I, I just, I, I want people to remember Anthony Rizzo as world series champion with the Chicago Cubs. And that's it. Yeah. You don't want when you don't want people from now on thinking, Hey, he was a Yankee. Right. Didn't he play <laughs> for the Cubs too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I can't take that. I can't play with the just like we do day. now. Like Padre, he's really a Padre, right? Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> rooting for him to do well. I, you, I don't hate the Yankees as much as a lot of people because I work there, so I tend to root for them. 
Um, I do agree with Cody, though. I will say, as long as, even if if they win, as long as he doesn't, like, look in the camera and say, because they'll ask him, how does this compare to the first yeah. ringer? Oh, yeah. As long as he doesn't say, actually, this one means more to me. He, well, he's going Fine. to if he's asking. You know? He's going to. He's not going to say, you know, the company is actually different. Better. You know what I mean? Like, just as long as he doesn't say anything yeah. like that, they can go ahead and win. I will say, like, I try to watch all that and root for him. Like, watching him hit a homer in the playoffs, and it was one of those classic Rizzo, like, lean back because he know he got it. I was yep. – the, the tear Cody sent from <laughs> that – from the CHGO Cubs Twitter account was representative, of, I think, of a lot of people, me and Cody uh, included. It's just yeah. – uh, man, like, the more, the more time has gone on and the more that we know what we know now, I just – I think I think about it at least once a week. It's like – He's the one. Like he is the one. Like I was. He's the one that hurts the most now. During during because Brian in the moment or in the moment in the moment I was always like KB forever. Like we needed him to be a Cup forever because he was the better player. But now that time has passed, and it hasn't. It really has nothing to do with the fact that Chris Bryant was hurt all year. It's Rizzo just meant more to this fan base than any of the rest of them. I agree. And like whether he was struggling last year or not. You always were down to go to war with that guy, and he did so much for this organization. And it just, to me, it hurts more now than it do, than it did the the day they traded him. Well, he was one of the first pieces of the young guys, right? Like right. once they traded Cashner for him and they brought him up, like he was the first. He got there before Bryant, right? So he yeah. was the guy. Yeah. Oh, and just like watching yesterday too, like there's so much you you see it on social media and even during the broadcast, like Yankee fans and their media seeing all of what we saw in Rizzo, right? Because right. not only did he hit a huge home run in the game yesterday, he also made a couple of really nice savvy defensive plays. Um, I you know I know there was one he turned I think a double play mm-hmm. with a guy in a rundown like he, just doing Anthony Rizzo stuff yeah and I, it it did I was always a like the the better player long term is going to be Bryant right at the moment I'm I'll eat crow on that it doesn't seem to be correct but watching him especially in the playoffs especially for a team like the Yankees and everybody's going wow this Rizzo is the was the missing piece look at all this these intangibles he brings it does make me very sad i he deserves better than to have been rotting away on the 2022 cubs yeah. but i wish that he were rotting and, away on the 2022 cubs but he still could be, what if he was on the 2023 cubs and platooning with mervis i'm interested don't yeah don't yeah. let me talk myself into it Cody i dreamed and I about are long, it last night. long since I dreamed about it a little bit last night doesn't really make a lot of sense because they're both left-handed lying. but when there's a dh there's a possibility folks like I think he would be a great mentor for a guy like Mervis. It's like that, uh, the Scotty Pippen gif. Where yes. He points, where he points yeah. to the shoe, yeah. Anthony, yeah. come yeah. home. Come, on. <laughs> come home, Anthony. Come home, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, we can dream. I, I don't think it's going to happen. They're not gonna it's, it's not going to let him go. I bet even if happen. he opts out, he, he's going to stay there. He's, you think they'll show out all that money for Judge and Rizzo? I just think he's, he's exactly the type of guy they want. Yeah. You know? well, the Yankees if, haven't if, been – If like, they want to, they will. Years, they re, in recent years, the Yankees haven't been shelling out money the, Yank, the way the Yankees have most of our lives. I mean, yeah. they paid Garrett they Cole play, a Okay, ton Garrett of money. Cole, one guy. Well, this is the, this is the offseason they're going to give Judge the contract that yeah, he they wants. Gotta they're the New York Yankees. Sure. They can if well, they, they want to. They didn't trade for Soto. They, I, I'm just saying, I think they're going to pay Aaron Judge, but Aaron Judge is going to be a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, either way, the yeah. Cubs aren't bringing him back. You're right. No, it's not, it's not going to happen. 
You're right. I'll, I'll I don't just, think I'll, there's any chance. On the flip side of it, so that gave you that gave you the sad feels. Yeah. But Trey Turner also hit a home run and had a double for the Dodgers. Yep. Did that give you the tinglys what ifs? Yeah. I, I don't I don't like the Dodgers, but uh, <laughs> I do like Trey Turner. He's really and good. I'm very intrigued by that whole thing. And they turned a double play late in that game, started by a better play by Gavin Lux, but he threw to Turner and like just watching it, you're thinking like, okay, him and Nico Horner up the middle, like I'm very interested in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he because he hit the home run in the first inning, right? Yeah, yeah like he was. He right almost away. had another one late. Yeah, in the yeah, game too. yeah. It was right hit off the wall, <clears throat> but it's like you're you see that right all the way, and you're like, oh man, he's he's building up his value for this offseason. Like he's gonna cost, he's probably gonna cost a little bit more than probably we're all expecting that. So if going into this postseason, if they're getting one of those guys, Ryan, do you want to, as a Cubs fan, should you be rooting for those, these guys to stink in the offseason? Or do you want to see them be good so you're like, well, see, he's worth it. Now they're going to be, they're going to be more inclined to go spend the cash. Yeah. Or would you rather have the guy go over the offseason and be like, well, he's devalued himself. Now we can get a bargain on him. No, I, I think you want to see these guys do well. Yeah, I do too. Like, <laughs> like, like it's just. If a guy goes over through an entire postseason, especially a guy like Trey Turner, who's maybe at the top of that list, then you're just like, well, this guy can't perform in the playoffs. What, what's he? What good is he gonna do, right? Well, so, and that would be the funny thing, you know, because so many fans complain about the Cubs not spending money, and then they would, and then that's what some of them would say. He yeah. just went over in the playoffs. Why did you spend four hundred million dollars oh, yeah. on this guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy that couldn't get yeah. a hit all postseason, right? Same thing with Stroman. The Dodgers didn't yeah. want this guy. Why it's do like we want same, this guy? Like it's yeah. literally my mentions on Twitter about Marcus Stroman for the last, the last this entire summer. It's actually kind of funny. By the way, how about Kimbrel doesn't make the Dodgers postseason roster for the series? Chris Martin does and gets yep. the save. I think the Cubs. There's won the a trade. lot of former Cubs in this these playoffs. Yeah, sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like the Cubs won the trade. The, the Craig Kimbrell trade. Like he well, already we one of those guys that. to show up on the field next year, and then I think they win the trade. <laughs> either way. <laughs> either way. Like you, you, you gave up a guy who's like a year later, not even on in a playoff yeah. roster yeah. for two guys who are young. And I mean, I guess you hope have bright futures ahead of them, but at least they're young and they're not going to. Yeah. You know, if Cody Hoyer can, can recover well. He's, I remember talking to him and he said maybe June or July is kind of like that, that target date for when he had come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madrigal, you want to see healthy. And he's talked about changing the way he does things this offseason to help him get through the grind better. So, hey, man, if they, yeah, if they play next year, I guess then then you think, oh, yeah, they won the trade because a year later, Craig Hermel's not in the Sox, and he's not on the Dodgers playoff roster. I think, I mean, even that second half from Cody Horner in 2021. It was impressive. I Like, A.J. Pollock was probably the most valuable of anybody moved yeah. for Kimbrel, right? For probably. the Sox like this over, year, I think. Over, like, the, yeah, the two trades. But Cody probably. Hoyer in 2021 was not bad. He was good. He was for good, and, and for how young he is, like yeah, that that you'll take that if he can get healthy. I mean, sure. he hasn't pitched. I mean, he he won't pitch for over a year by the time he does come back, and but he's still getting talked about. I was like, this guy could be a, a good back back oh, end yeah. of the bullpen guy. Like, yeah. he could be the closer. Like, but that that's I think that's remains to be seen with Cody. But you want to believe it, I guess. Like, like he he yeah, oh, yeah. like you said, he was impressive in a Cubs uniform. He's young. If he can match up, he's probably never going to be a Craig Kimbrell type closer. But if he's like, if he's a guy, one of the guys you rely on in the back end of the bullpen to just when what we've shut seen from the Cubs pitching development, I think he's one of those guys yeah. you can think, okay, if he can be healthy, they can definitely turn him into a pretty solid high leverage reliever. Yeah. If they can turn Brandon Hughes from an outfielder into a back end right. bullpen guy three years later, I think they can do the same with Cody Hoare. Right. 
What about what about Kimbrel? So he's not he's not good enough to be on their roster for this series. His name has come up on this podcast before as a guy like I'd take him back next year. Would would, would just as a piece? Corey's like Corey's no. just shaking his head. Absolutely no. He is no, he's no, totally no, 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 wiped, no. and you don't want him even if he comes at the price of like a Snickers bar. I don't know if he's totally wiped. I just don't want to deal with it again. You don't want uh, the hanging. You don't such, want the hanging. It was arm. such an up and down thing. Like yeah. I, the, the, I think I just think they can just try think, something else. I'm I think you. he would be the best flyer that they could take. They could take on because I think the way that the pitching, uh, not only on the minor league infrastructure but on the major league team, what they've emphasized a lot when talking to people like Ryan is that they are just trying to take these guys and put them in the best position for them to succeed, and they tell them what they do best. And, yeah, the start of Kimbrell's tenure with the Cubs the first time wasn't great. He was also getting paid $15 million a year. The way that it, things went with the White Sox and with the Dodgers this year, I think you can get him significantly cheaper next year. I don't even think you have to pay him $10 mil next year, in my opinion. I mean, I, I wouldn't give him $10 I, I wouldn't give year. him $10 mil, right. right? Like, $5 mil, okay, for the Cubs, that's not bad. Like, a one-year, five-year, or one-year, three, whatever. Like, some, some between – I'd go up to five just based off the experience and – He's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But, like, again, as a flyer, like a like a like someone like a David Robertson, except going into a season with a little bit higher expectations, that could turn huge yeah. gold. I think he brings a lot of great experience, and he can really help a lot of the young pitchers. I'm not against it, but it can't be, like, your best reliever no. that you get in the offseason. And I right. think the Cubs need to go get at least two relievers to go with the guys that they have that are vets. And because they have a lot of young guys in that bullpen, I think you need a few. I think you need yeah. one or two relievers that can go in and and Probably. and kind of groom groom those guys. And like, I'm not even like worried about who they go get. Like, it's it's weird feeling, but like, I'm not even worried about who they go get because they've proven over the last three four years now that they can take these random dudes that we've never heard of, bring them in. And they've been able to Figure flip them for significant value. Yeah. Now, if you have a winning team and bring those types of guys in, then they can be a significant part of a winning ball club. You know what I mean? So, again, yeah, Kimbrell, uh, uh, he would be the highest flyer I would take. You <laughs> Corey's still mean? a no. No, in, in that in that context that Cody laid out, I, you know, fine. Well, yeah, I just in, $2 million, why not try right, it? Right, why not? I but just, I say Jesse Chavez, do it a third time. What the heck? You know, like, and then, and then <laughs> trade so him, he can end up back on the Braves again. He's got to go to three some weeks, other team so he can rack nice. up the entire league. Three weeks so. into the season, then you trade him again. Well, and I mean, right. we're talking about relievers, but like, have you ever related more to somebody that's a professional athlete than David Robertson? He misses oh. that game because he was celebrating beating the Cardinals. Yeah, that's like, true. That, yeah. I was like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is Cody if he was a professional athlete. I didn't yeah. even realize that like that was it, but yeah, no, I <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. Man, me and David Robertson need to like it's like your soulmate or yeah, something. I need, <laughs> we need to have a beer at a bar or something like missing that. another playoff game because you were so excited to beat the Cardinals. So this is extreme <laughs> Cody energy. Cody yeah. comes in limping. What's wrong? Uh, hamstring. I yeah. jumped off the couch celebrating a pool hole strikeout. <laughs> yeah, man, when Yachty freaking <laughs> struck out on that last at bat in game one, man, I just like. I hurt the lower part of my back because I, you know, swung really high and yelled "fuck you" at the screen really loud. Like, oh, yeah. We had Pierce Johnson in there for the Padres too. Another Cubs former legend. Cub. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, wow. all, they're all over the place. Yeah. They are all over the place. 
Um, I see the uh, chat. Michael Collada's there. He's saying they're not going to outbid the Dodgers, yep. not even for Kimbrel. Not surprised. I don't know if that'd be a bidding war, though. I don't think <laughs> it. trying to get Kimbrel in the offseason is going to be a bidding war for anybody. But it is hard to find a veteran reliever. And I've seen worse guys than Craig, Craig Kimbrel given deals in the offseason. You're like, what? Sure, he got man. how? He got what? So we'll see. Uh, Cody, what about uh, your bets coming up? We got the Bears game coming soon. Oh, yeah. We got CHGO bets daily today, too, uh, which I'm excited to do. We're going to talk, I think, a little NBA futures, maybe the NHL because the Blackhawks kick off their season tonight. Um, there's college football tonight. We got Fun Belt tonight. I mean, this is just electric stuff, folks. Like, this is what I live for. You know, I live for, like, you know, mid-July, 120 Fridays. Uh, but I also live for just every sport to gamble on when the Cubs are not playing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. But <laughs> anyway, I, I have so many bets on points bet pending right now. It, I don't have a problem, but I'm just letting you know. And this uh, football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay Bet the next drive to be a touchdown. Cash out your live second half over bet. With points bet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets. Risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. A family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep your drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Cody, I wonder if you're taking the scooter here in the wintertime, if you could <laughs> stack like six hot chocolates in there so that you could stop, have a hot chocolate. Maybe a That's actually a really good idea. That, that's a really good idea. Will I be riding the scooter here in the winter? Probably not. Be, Probably, especially on days when Corey comes in, I'll be like, hey, you want to meet on the red line? Let's sit and talk to each other. That way I don't have to stand on this long ride by myself. Ski um, goggles. We'll get you some ski, CHGO yeah. ski goggles. Yeah. You ride that baby. I'm already like hot chocolate the, sleeve. I mean, I've been lucky this week. Uh, my girlfriend bothered, or borrowed her parents' car because I went to Champagne this past weekend, and so she needed a car, 96. so she borrowed it on Saturday, and we she's had it since since and she's finally taking it back today so i've actually had the car the last two days to be able to drive here which is clutch because the weather in chicago the last couple days has not been great no, it's, <laughs> darn, it's, 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 so, it's officially fall yeah, yeah yeah so like all these rainy days uh it's not it's it's not good for scooter rides so it's a shame and never forget that shame one that one day i came in here soaked <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Just brutal. <laughs> uh, Glenn is in with Cody. He says, coming back to Chicago might give Kimbrell the spark he needs. He will feel wanted. Everybody wants to feel wanted. Even Wilson Contreras. Well, you know, they have that, like, reputation that the relie relievers have talked about, too, right? Like, that they really, I don't know what the exact words are, but a lot of relievers that have came through, they've it's like spreading around the league to other relievers that 
the Cubs are really helping other relievers. I mean, we've seen not only as Kimbrell came and gone and, and not had success, but even like Ryan Tapera, I feel like is like he, he was good with the White Sox, but I don't think he was that great with the Angels this year. Chafin goes to the Tigers. I don't know. You know, we've seen other guys come and go and like things have trended down for some of them. And, uh, you know, I, I just think there's something about the pitching yeah. coach Hadavi and, and all of those guys that just somehow bring out the best in, 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 in the arms that they it bring was, in. It was Robertson and I think Michael Givens uh, over this summer mm-hmm. who talked about like why they signed with yeah. the Cubs and the reputation they had. And, uh, you know, clearly that was something that was understood around the league that this was a good place to go to kind of like get your career back and all that other stuff. So if, look, if they want to do Kimbrel fine, I didn't really enjoy the ride the first time, but if he's cheap, <laughs> I didn't either. Sure. But you know, like Cody said earlier, I just trust them. They have a lot of interesting young pieces that yep. they can try, maybe bring some guys up, elevate them. Um, you know, obviously Brandon Hughes is one of them that we saw this year sign some exactly like those types, David Robertson, Michael Gibbons type that have had success pitched in high leverage before the bullpen will be something they solve pretty easily. I mean, yeah. I, I have no doubt about that. It was, it was a, a roller coaster in the second half, but I mean, even the job that they did in the second half after trading away your four best relievers, like the overall numbers may not have been great no. because you were trying, stretch at the yeah, and you were trying part. so many guys out, but like the fact that you saw individual successes in the amount that they did is really impressive. Yeah. I mean, replacing your four highest leverage relievers and just moving everybody up, like, that's yeah. not easy like, to do. You know, like, Brandon Hughes, who I've already mentioned mm-hmm. on the show, um, comes up in May, debuts, had been an outfielder three years prior, and then by the end of the season, he's, like, essentially the closer on the team. Like, that's... Yeah, like, going into the offseason right now, he's your highest leverage yeah, reliever, right? That, that's, yeah. I think yeah. that's why you don't really worry about what the Cubs are going to do with the bullpen because the last couple of years, three years, whatever it is, have kind of showed you that they'll they'll figure it out. Right. That's why you don't overspend for Timmy Trumpet this no, offseason. Absolutely. You know, like don't do I, stuff like that. I no. will yeah. be I will be angry if they sign Edwin Diaz. No, no, no. I will be angry. But that would be a pretty good vibe if they stole that trumpet music. Yeah. Take all my vibes out. Use Dell Metrics only. If the Cubs brought I would in be angry. a closer mm-hmm. In a they game won. they were losing yeah. before they got eliminated with a, a trumpet on the field, we would never hear the end oh, of it. Oh, that too, yeah. Ever. The trolling on the internet would be awful. If Add it to yeah. the, the litany of things that Chicago sports fans never hear the end of. That would oh, yeah. be almost at the top of the list, I think. <laughs> All right, let's get to our, our grading. Uh, should we start with the offensive player, Patrick Wisdom? Yeah. Sure. So All right, let's go report. Yesterday... What did we do yesterday? Uh, Nico. Corner and, and Steel. Nico and Steel, yeah. All right, today we're going Wisdom and Smiley. Oh, we'll start before, with Wisdom Before first. we do that, yeah. do, Corey, do you have a grade for Horner and... Uh, you want to give an overall grade? Yeah, an overall grade on Horner what and would you uh, give Ni- What would you Steel. give Nico for the season if you had to combine offense, defense, and everything else in between to get your overall grade? Well, so we talked about this before, kind of grading relative to, like, the entire league. Right. You know, Nico for me is probably like an A minus, maybe probably yeah. closer to an A. Um, Justin Steele, I would say, is probably about the same. Honestly, yeah. again, like you know, 
relative to the the league, it gets kind of hard because I guess like an A or an A plus is somebody that's winning the Cy Young, which isn't really where Steele was. But factoring in his expectations coming into the year, even the uncertain role to a degree, and the fact that he really nearly almost made it through this whole season healthy and Pitching really good, well. like dominant through the whole thing. Yeah. I, I feel pretty comfortable with that. And, like, you know, Nico was, what, a four-win player? Like, yeah, that's fine. And you yeah, don't have was, to compare him to the league, right? You could do it however you Yeah, however you want to grade him. him. I, I went more on, like, like, I guess I did compare at least Nico to the rest of the league considering he was arguably one of the best shortstops in the majors all season. Proved that. But that is also, I, I put that in relative relative terms to, like, where I expect did I expect him to be one of the best shortstops in the majors this mm-hmm. season? No, so that just like earned, like kind of boosted it even further. But yeah, yeah, he gets he gets bonus points for that. When we get to Morel, is Morel going to get a big boost because he came out of nowhere? Yes, but you also at some point have to compare him to other guys in the league, at least yeah. in my eyes. So I think we'll, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see how that goes with Drew Smiley, for instance, because pitchers are more difficult because. Are you comparing him to other one, twos, threes, and fours? Where are you stacking him in? Are you just comparing him to any starting pitcher, or are you comparing him to other fours or other ones? Right. You know, so that's where it gets a little. Tricky. I think for Steele, I like I had to, I would have to keep the context in mind. Yeah, right. Like this is a guy who started last year, coming in long relief, starting now, first time making this many starts at the major league level. And like his overall performance, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like you have to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously he wasn't as good as right. Justin Verlander, right? Like, so you know, well, if he you're was comparing yesterday. the two, <laughs> he could have done that. Yeah. yeah, he would have done better than that. Uh, okay. Patrick Wisdom, who wants to go for it? You want to just start that way, Cody, and work, sure. work our way this way with Minor, the grades? I, after seeing what you guys put in Slack, I. I think mine are a little bit nicer than you guys, so I guess we can start with me and we can go off that. So I'm giving uh, Patrick Wisdom C plus on offense and C plus on defense, and then a B minus overall. I'm so trying to figure wait, out how that here, here we, X factor. Yeah, it's the hair or whatever it is. He's I mean, the vibes. He's got the he's got good vibes. That that run around uh, circling second to go into third, pulling the jersey down on a homer and doing the high five thing with uh, mm-hmm. Willie Harris. Uh, it does it does create. Great vibes. Um, and he does make the City Connect jersey look awesome. So True. that that factors in. But so on offense, I think I've – people prob- who listen to this show and don't like Patrick Wisdom probably think that I am the biggest Patrick Wisdom stan. And I'm not the biggest Patrick Wisdom stan. I'm here to tell you this. I'm not. But I think he is exactly he, – he has surpassed any expectation that anyone ever had of the guy – since the moment he made his Cubs debut in 2021. Well, I guess he debuted in 2020, but uh, like for like in a, a game or something. But they picked him back up, and we all know what's happened. Okay. <laughs> so, Patrick Wisdom on offense. Yes, he strikes out a lot, but he has he's one of the few players on this team that has power. And to me, compared to his numbers last year in 2021 – he played better. He didn't hit as many homers, but the strikeout rate came down compared to last year. And I think that he improved as a hitter, uh, not just because he he cut down on the strikeouts, but I think he was able to adjust to what the league had adjusted to him. Because if he didn't, then he's probably striking out 40% of the time still, right? Um, on defense, yeah, I think you know the defensive metrics don't look great on him this past year but I do like the versatility 
He played third. He played first base. He played left and right field. Like, yeah. I think that that's that's value. And I, I think that he's, like, coming into the year defensively, we thought that he was pretty solid, right? Maybe we're a little disappointed with it. Maybe I'm giving him too high of a grade here on defense, but I think the versatility is 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 a good is a good thing. Yeah. And I give him a B minus overall because honestly, when I think about Patrick Wisdom, I think about like a guy like Adam Duvall, who this year was hurt and really didn't do much. But Adam Duvall is the most average baseball player on the Atlanta Braves. And you know what? He in when they won the World Series last year, like everyone's talking about Freeman and all these other guys, but they needed other guys too. And Adam Duvall, you know, you look at his numbers in 2021, he hit 38 homers and had 113 RBIs and had a 2.7 F4. This year, again, hurt only 86 games and has a 0.9 F4 for 2022. And again, those numbers don't really mean anything. All I'm saying is like, he just reminds me of someone like Adam Duvall, who is a great role player on a good team. So if you can fix this roster and you still have a guy like Patrick Wisdom who you're barely paying any money to and getting the defensive versatility on top of the power and you know he's going to strike out some but who isn't in the year of our Lord 2022 I think you got yourself a really solid role player for really really freaking cheap so to me to be able to have that kind of value that's why I put him at B minus Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fair. Corey's up. The first uh, real grade for Mr. Friedman. I'm I'm pretty similar. I think I had him at a C plus right on offense, C minus on defense. I went C plus. Listening to Cody, like I think I could be talked into a B minus too. Whoa. I think Ooh, I ended up <laughs> I ended up it it and I I don't know. Like that's a you know, a passing grade. That's what I was trying to think of. Like it felt mm-hmm. maybe harsh C plus, but I I I was I was disappointed in the season from Patrick relative to what he did in 2021. Yeah. I agree with Cody entirely, right? That he and I've said this many times that he's a great role player and a guy that has that kind of pop is really valuable on as a bench piece, as a platoon guy, as a spot start and we saw him, you know, at the end of the season here in 2022 he was making like some nice plays in right field or wherever David Ross was sticking him, which is, isn't easy to do. Uh, but I think I moved it down because his defense was just so disappointing. Yeah. He was really solid at third base in 2021, especially on those weak grounders uh, that he, you know, you charge in on very similar, oh, yeah. not positioned to the way that Chris Bryant fielded the ball to win the world series, but that yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. ball where you're charging yes. in fielding it bare hand or whatever, and making that throw. He did that so cleanly and he just rated so negatively this year. It was yeah. almost weird at times watching him kind of mess up some of those plays, yeah. but still like a one Oh four WRC plus slightly above league average. So I, I, I know some people don't like that kind of game, but he's sort of indicative of a lot of players at this point in the league. Yeah. Strikes out a lot, has a lot of power, doesn't hit for average. But when you look at the rest of the league, like that still shakes out to be an above average player, like offensive production wise. So, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty close with Cody. Cody had me thinking maybe I would bump that up to a B minus. <laughs> C plus feels C plus feels harsh because of everything that Cody said. Like he's 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 not paid a lot of money. He's not someone that you're looking to to be the star of your yeah. order or the the middle of the order, you know, leader. 
he's a, a valuable bench piece that has a lot of pop. And he proved for a guy that did come into the league with a huge strikeout rate, you know, two years in a row, he's an above league average hitter. To what degree, you know, it, it's obviously differed, but the fact that he can do that consistently for two years in a row, that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was definitely a little harsher on Patrick Wisdom than you both were uh, for my report card. Let's hear why, Ryan. Well, let's. I want to. There it is. There All right. It's on the screen. <laughs> All right. So, offense, I gave him a C. Plus. Um, kind of in the same vein, Cody's like barely above league average. C plus is barely above like an average grade. Um, we know he has a ton of pop. And he, like Cody said, he's one of the few guys on this team that does, um, which is valuable. And I mean, you look at some of the percentile rankings, his, you know, max exit velocity, 86 percentile, hard hit rate, 82nd percentile, average exit velocity, 81st. Like, this is, those are very good power numbers. He just doesn't hit the ball enough to always take advantage of that. He, his, his strikeout rate was, his, his strikeout rate was actually the highest in the league. It was. Yeah. Uh, his whiff rate was number two, which is like ahead of, just ahead of Javier Baez, actually. Um, so he doesn't hit the ball enough to, I mean, he, when he, again, when he hits it, like he has what, 25, 26 home runs this year. When he hits it, he hits it hard and provides the pop that I know Jed Hoyer was talking about on Monday. They didn't have the ability to hit home runs and put, put runs together in bunches this year. Wisdom provided that when he hit the ball, it just didn't do it enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, 104 WRC plus. I, I give value to, you know, of course, he's not a star. He's not a superstar player. He's not uh, play, paid a lot of money. Um, so that the fact that he did what he did while being paid, like, you know, pennies is, okay, I bumped him up to a C-plus for that. He's 104 WRC-plus. Okay, barely above league average. Defense was very, very disappointing. I agree with Corey. Like, compared to what he did last year, it felt like if a ball was going to third base, he'd get that, throw it over the first. Like, it always felt like, that to sure out. That was not this year. At, at third base, which was, you know, again, his position, the position he was supposed to be manning all year, which he did, a 903 innings, he had negative six defensive runs saved and negative 11 outs above average. So I guess technically 11 outs below average, right? Um, it just wasn't good. Uh, first base, he played 115 innings. Like that's that's a position I guess people are talking about having him and Matt Mervis in as like a, a platoon next year if that happens. Uh, I think you're okay with that, but even then, it's like he played 115 innings, had negative two outs above average. Like I don't know how the the amount of innings plays into that kind of average, but also wasn't good outfield. He wasn't. I mean, he played left and right and center actually this year too. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, that one game. <laughs> yeah, um, but overall, it's outfield negative five defensive runs saved, negative two outs above average. Like it just wasn't a good defensive year for him. Um, I can't. You know, D, I think D plus fits for me just because of what we expected out of him coming out of last year. He was really good th at third base, and even the eye test, like you don't look at it, and you're like, oh, that's not a bad defender. But then you look at the stats and, and the metrics, and it's just like, what happened? Like he he was a very he was a bad defender this year, um, and you hope that he kind of turns some things around. I, I don't know what affected it and how he can fix it, but um, you hope he does that next year, whatever position they have him in, because he is a good role player and. And should play good defense. Um, yeah, D plus is just where it was for me. It just it wasn't the worst defense ever. It just wasn't. It wasn't even average to me. It was. It was bad. I do I, just to because I see it in the chat from our friend Michael <coughs> Collada. I I do just want to say to that point. Good player. <laughs> he says good player for a bad team. 
this is something I think we talked about even earlier in the season, you know, before he, remember that series like in Colorado where the chat oh, yeah. was like ready oh, to kill him? Everyone was done with him two yeah. weeks into the season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only bring this up because I, I see this a lot with wisdom and I, I just don't, I don't agree with it. Um, and I think it's, it's something that a lot of people seem to think about Patrick wisdom. And I just feel like it's a good point as we're having this discussion and like deciding where to grade him. This type of player is useful, as Cody said, comparing him to Adam Duvall on a good team, right? Maybe you don't want Patrick Wisdom starting 150 games at third base for a good team, but a guy that can be an above league average hitter, he's got 53 homers in like 240 games as a Cub. Like you need power like that. Yeah. And you, you look at, you know, playoff games and things like that. Maybe you wouldn't start him. But you bring him off the bench. I mean, look at how the Cub, even if you go back to 2016, Cubs got huge hits from guys coming off the bench. You need guys that have that power and can show up in one at bat, one at bat only, and make a difference, right? Like, you need, and not everybody can do that. Like, you see a lot of teams that don't have the ability. I mean, look across town at the White Sox. They didn't have, what, did anybody hit 20 home runs? Right? I think all year. No, no. You no, need that so. power. You need guys that wisdom. have power. <laughs> we did. We he tried to give him wisdom. He offered wisdom. You did Multiple try. times. Yeah. yeah and so I, I just, as, as we're grading it, I think that's a, a relevant point. Like, it, it's not always about, like, thinking these guys are stars or, you know, building the team around them. But you need, you need depth players. You need role players. That's They're kinda, important. That's kind of how I looked at it. But that's not how I'm grading him no, for this, no, 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 for no. this yeah. exercise. I'm grading him on who he was for this team yes. and who he was expected to be for this team. Yeah. Do yeah. I think his value could be better in another role? Yes. Um, but I also, I do agree with what's being said in the chat and what you guys have been saying about the the financial. Now, I didn't put that with Steele and um, Nico, and I, I, didn't, I didn't factor in finances. I don't know why I didn't, but like for because it really stands out for wisdom. You know you're getting some home runs for cheap. Like, you're not paying anything for the guy. So, for what, I guess, I maybe sometimes I will factor it in and sometimes I won't. In this case, I factored in. I don't agree with the good player, bad team. I will say average to below average player for a good team. He might be a good player for a great team in a different role. Yeah. yeah. You know right, how right. you're looking at like for this particular one, I'm going offense C and I looked at it and I thought, all right, if he stayed healthy, he would have struck out 200 times. Hmm. His strikeout ratio was the worst in baseball. He would have struck out 200 times. People would have been furious. I, then I look at it and I'm like, all right, but he also hit 25 home runs in 134 games. That's less than what he averaged in 21. His slugging percentage was down from 21. His OPS was down. His OPS plus. Everything was lower. And the one thing that was up, strikeout rate. So that was yeah. the, one of the things that we really wanted to grade him on this season. Could he find a way to provide the pop and cut back on the strikeouts just a little bit? If he does that, we weren't even talking about defense. But then the defense regressed too. So when I look at Wisdom and I think, all right, offense, I'll give him a C just because he hits home runs and nobody else on a team is hitting home runs, and he does it fairly inexpensively. Yeah. Defense, we've all said it. He was below average. I'm, I think I'm being pretty fair and maybe a little optimistic to give him a C- minus this year. His defense might have been worse than that. So overall, I'll say he's, 
He's a, he is a major league player. I do believe mm -hmm. that. I just don't believe he is an everyday major league player, which is what the Cubs wanted him to be this year. So I can't give him a C, but I'll give him a C- minus and say he is a major league player. This team just doesn't quite have him in the correct role yet if they're going to put him there. So I'll go C- minus because he's just a little bit below your average to below average major league player but in the right role maybe he can find something so i think we're all pretty we're pretty much in there right we're like was, we're uh, somewhere but yeah. <laughs> yeah what did you be minus yeah b minus but b minus to a c minus is is the scale where he should yeah. be in yeah and i i i can comfortably say that the way i graded it was based off what i what i like envision him on a good team sure. more so than like just just his general this performance year. on this year's yeah. team but that's the thing like some guys you can you can envision what they can bring to a team if they have the right pieces around them i think there's a other guys that you can say that about too that's not like you can't say that about guys like nico horner or justin Steele. those guys were cl clearly the like the best pitcher and best position player we had this year and they just showed out at their positions and they they would have Hell, they probably would have had even better numbers if they were on a good team. That's and that's kind of the way I look at it with Patrick Wisdom is like, if you have a good lineup, you you got Mash Mervis and Brennan Davis in there, and they're and you got their projections on top of a free agent that the Cubs bring in, and then you got you know Horner and Hap and you know whoever else. I think Patrick Wisdom, I think his numbers would get better based off the lineup. And they, the Cubs asked him to be, like, a difference maker in the middle of the lineup this year. And that's just a lot to ask for a guy who was 30 years old and is in, technically in his second year right. in the majors. And, and honestly, like, you know, to me, I felt like he lived up to any expectations that we had for him at all. And my expectation for him was to cut down the strikeouts and continue to hit homers. That's all I ever wanted from him. But there's no question that – Finances and role play a big yeah. deal in it, in specifically wisdom's grade. Like yeah. I think it factors in other guys, but we grade in between a B minus and a C minus. If he was making twenty three million dollars a year or twenty five million dollars a year, your grade would be an F. Right, right. We'd all be like F. Oh yeah. Or if you were saying he's got to lead the team in this F. Right. Now, if you change his role and keep him at the same pay. Maybe that grade goes up. Now, Michael Collada saying, I don't want to bring him off the bench for a strikeout. Yeah, but at, at a time where maybe you just need some power from one at bat and you know that the alternative could be a strike, bust. it's a yeah. boomer bust. Yeah. You're doing that on purpose. I get purpose. that. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think his role is a huge role on a good team, but that doesn't mean he couldn't give you a huge at bat on a, on a really well, good to great and team. And I, I think a lot about the ideal situation for Wisdom being sort of how his time with the Cubs started right like that when he first came up in 2021 everyone was still here that was a team that was still mm -hmm. competing and either in first place or he close to that first team base. and he carried that team in the first part exactly of last year. and so like you had guys that were in a slump or struggling he showed up and you know I'm sure he wasn't hitting fourth I don't remember right mm -hmm. but with Rizzo and Bryant and Baez still there Jock yeah. Peterson like he came in and he provided pop for a a period of time when the team was still trying to compete and sometimes you need that right the rest of the offense is slumping here comes this guy that's hitting a home run every series that's helping your offense stay afloat that I think is 
the role for him. He's not starting at third base over Chris Bryant in that scenario, but he's coming in, providing some pop, and then when the offense gets going, maybe he's not playing every day. He's you know? uh, he's very similar to what the Cubs tried with Mike Olt at third base. Mike Olt. In that he was a highly thought of prospect that didn't make it. Has he done more than Mike Olt? I would say so. Absolutely. Yet, yes, he has. Yeah. Right. Has he done <laughs> enough to be your everyday third baseman? No, he no, has no, not. No, no. All all I will he, say he just is, has not. All I will say whenever, because multiple people, multiple people just keep pointing out the strikeouts, and this is one of the few times that I'm like with you, David Snyder, like Javi Baez was someone that did, that is literally all he did if he didn't hit the ball was strikeout. And like, I think you can argue that that wisdom in a way is taken over that role in a way, but you're not paying him anything. And like, to me, that, that value shows. I'm and David. I'm not saying would I rather have bias. No, because I know what the. That's why I'm saying the finances mm. and the role have a huge impact on what the grades are for right. this guy. Like if he was making Javi, I'm saying if he was making Javi Baez money and he struck out more, his strikeout rate was higher than anybody in baseball, and he struck out 200 times, and his defense was bad. Well, it'd be a horrible signing. Yeah. But it's that's not who he is. If I'm just comparing him to the rest of Major League Baseball. He's an average to below average player, but he is a major league player. If they sign, so I went C minus. If they sign Carlos Correa and he put up those numbers, it would be a different conversation. We would all love Patrick Wisdom. We yes. would all love Patrick Wisdom if he put up similar numbers to this and the Cubs have someone like Carlos Correa playing third base with Nico on at short <laughs> right. or whatever. And he plays better third. Yeah. When he comes in, he, I, I agree that I playing multiple positions may have impacted his third base. And also, like, I, on the strikeouts thing, like, Oh, that's where the league is, right? Yeah. Like, you can go look at, yeah. like, Kyle Schwarber's numbers. He strikes out 30% of the time, but, like, he also is it's hitting 50 40, homers. 50 home runs. <laughs> Which is like different you, from what Wisdom is doing. Right, and mm-hmm. even, like, Anthony Rizzo isn't hitting for as high of an average as he used to, but when you look at, you know, and this is why I always use WRC+, Plus because it just relates it to the rest of the league. Yeah. The rest of the league is not hitting for average like they did however right. many years ago. The rest of the league is striking out more. You have guys coming out of everybody's bullpen, throwing 102 mile an hour, you know, sinkers oh with God. movement and stuff like that. At, it's crazy. You know, so everybody numbers. strikes out. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like strikeouts, it's, I, they're not great, but like the league strikes out a lot. If that's you were, where the game is. If you were looking at it from like a 2005 lens, like he would, his offense would be an F because he's striking out so much and hitting <laughs> right. for such low batting right. average. But the he's game not has bunting changed. enough. Yeah, the game has changed so the much game, that the you, game understand, you understand how to better put strikeouts and, and batting average and home runs and all that stuff into better context, which I agree, WRC plus is like the stat for that. That's what I'm saying. It's like 10, yeah. 104 WRC plus, slightly above average. Yeah. That's why I gave the C plus. All yeah. those things factor in. The, the money, like I've said, all of it. My final grade, C minus, is just the eye test. Do I look at him and think he's a great major league player? No. Do I think he's a B? No. Do I think he's a C? I think he's about a C minus. Like, there's value. There's some value there. I'm just saying it's not above average like it's a passing grade it's just not above average cody made a good point uh i know we have to do smiley but he also made a good point you have to factor into your grade like nobody wears an unbuttoned jersey well that's true the way that patrick wisdom does how much do you count that in like i don't i don't know he almost shows you a little nipple when he hits a home run he goes (laughs) nobody nobody wears almost a little nip there there's almost cody what's your uh points bet pick of the week (laughs) oh well tonight or here we'll do we'll do the bears bears thursday night Oh yeah, please. Uh, it's pretty even. I think I I took Bears money line minus one hundred seven. It's it's even. Like, and honestly, like, if you want to put your money on Carson Wentz, 
sorry, Steven, I know you're a Carson Wentz guy, then, like, good luck to you. I mean, after how Fields played in the second half on Sunday, I'm feeling pretty good about the Chicago Bears. So I'm ready to be hurt again. But also, like, I think they're taking in some momentum into this Thursday night game uh, at home. So I'm taking Bears' money line. I like it. I think they got the okay. better run game. And I think their defense is better than what – they're better than Washington's offense. Yeah. Yeah, I think their defense is good enough to keep them in the game. I mean, they got they got shredded by Justin Jefferson in that first half. But then somehow some way found a way to get multiple stops against that offense in the second half. So, against Washington against Carson Wentz. Ugh. Bears money line, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh all right. So now we go to Drew Smiley. Guy was brought in in the offseason. And I think the number one overall thing about him, Cody, as we start, is if he would have stayed healthy, uh, again, the grades would be very different than what they might be. Like, I'm not saying, asking anybody to grade anything. I'm just saying, in general, we all like would have liked to have seen him pitch more. Yeah, so let's go ahead and show mine here, Stephen. Um, I'm going with results. I'm giving a B- and stuff adjustments, B- and then overall B. Um Dell metrics there once again because if I put two B minuses that equals a B to me. Uh, I put B minus basically because I don't know about you guys, but I don't think anyone expected Drew Smiley to really be much of anything on this team this year. Uh, my expectations for him were perhaps a spot starter, perhaps a guy who can just eat you some innings. Um, he 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 proved me completely wrong. He uh, and I and I should have had higher expectations because he was on the world champion Atlanta Braves last year, uh, so that's on me. I'll take my L on that. Uh, but I thought he got better as the season went along, so that's why uh, the stuff slash adjustments is you know a B minus because of, you know the injury in the beginning of the year and also even in April and May like he was he was okay, but he wasn't like. He wasn't impressing me like he was impressing me in the second half of the season this year. Um, so, I, you know, I, my thinking of the B-minus is that it was lower, but it got better. Mm-hmm. So, I, I give him a B-minus there. And then B overall, just because I think he brings a great veteran presence. Um, he's never going to overpower anyone. And he's left-handed pitcher, which, you know, to find quality left-handers these days, it's, it's not easy. So, um, I think he has a really – he would be a great – uh, start to bring back for the Cubs next year to, you know, whether it's, you know, be that number four, number five starter in the rotation or, you know, some sort of role kind of like what Keegan Thompson is in. I guess I wouldn't be too upset since he has experience out of the bullpen. Um, but just overall, like, a B is – I think that sums him up. Like, he was very solid for the Cubs this year, improved, you know, veterans who have proven it time and time again – they figure it out whether they start off bad. You get to the end of the year and you look at the numbers and you're like, wow, that guy really did that well. Okay, good for him. Like, I think there really is a lot of value in having a veteran like him on your team. I, again, he's not going to be someone you can lean on to give you 30 starts and shove seven innings down an opponent's throat in September when you absolutely need a win, but he definitely brings a great veteran presence and he definitely brings you value, and I thought he did that this year. And, again, for me – I had very low expectations. I, you know, I was, I thought at best they're trading this guy at the deadline and maybe they did it. They would have if they, you know, if Could've. he was healthy, <laughs> right? But uh, 
maybe maybe it's a blessing in disguise, right? Like he pitched so well to where it's like, man, you kind of want to bring this guy back. Uh, Cubs definitely need like want to have more depth on the pitching side, especially as a starter. I think that bringing him back is is, is a great idea. So, uh, and that's based off most of his second half performance, but even the first half it was was okay. So uh, again, I don't have any numbers for you. Those are your Dell metrics, but. Uh, I thought he was just very solid. Well, you can't share. You can't share your proprietary formula. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Then you Corey, you wouldn't be the Del Mets. Corey knows so well. He yeah. just knows so well. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, pretty similar. Uh, I had results B plus, stuff B overall B plus. This is another one where if you're grading it, you know, toward the league versus like expectations and all the other stuff, I think you could go even higher on Smiley if you're not necessarily comparing him to the Justin Verlanders of the world and stuff. But for $5 million, they got 22 starts over 100 innings, three and a half ERA. Mm -hmm. That's really solid. And he was money in the second half, too. And, you know, you deal with injury, like, sure, but he still gave you 22 starts. And I think at the beginning of the year, you maybe had a different vision for how the rotation would look. Obviously, I think you might have thought that Alzali and Wade Miley would eat more starts than they did, uh, which ended up being very minimal by the end of the year uh and smiley you needed someone like that to step up and eat those innings especially with the late season injuries to steel thompson kyle hendricks missing so much time like you needed guys to fill that role and like obviously you had other guys that did that but i think those numbers from Drew smiley for what they paid him and what they maybe were expecting of him i'm i feel very comfortable in a, a b plus if I if you're grading relative to like this team and his role, I think I could even be talked into like an A minus. I mean, 22 starts of three and a half ERA baseball is not nothing. And I think there was reports uh, recently that the Cubs are pretty interested in yeah. bringing him back and and for that bringing reason on a cheap role. And like I'm all in on that. Yeah, I mean, if you could book him for this exact same line next year as like your five at like five or six or yeah. he's just filling in when guys need time or get hurt like uh things like that like i'm i'm totally in on that i i've been told before that i have a a weird thing for left-handed starting <laughs> pitchers so maybe i'm a little biased on drew smiley but these are these are really solid numbers and and i i think too not only considering the contract but again you really you ended up in a situation where you needed these guys to step up. And so I think when I'm looking at someone like Drew Smiley and eventually Adrian Sampson, I'm giving them a bump because had they not been able to reliably fill those innings, who knows who was going to do it. Steve. And you may have had a bunch of two-inning, three-inning, just messes of yeah. starts that, you know, changes uh, all of the stuff. And, you know, like I, I see Michael's point about the first half, but like, you know, guys get hurt. I'm not, I, if I'm grading pretty much anybody, I don't think, even if I were grading Nick Madrigal, I don't know how much injuries are going to play into things, right? I'm going to grade the amount of games. He's mm -hmm. not going to get as much credit because he's not playing as many games, but like, I'm, I don't usually dog guys for getting hurt. It's not really within their control. So, he, well, he still gonna made. That's going to gonna be about. tough, though, because he like, still when you made go to, twenty-two starts. When you like, go to yeah, grade yeah. Kyle Hendricks, how will you factor in the injuries? This you're just going to grade him on 
the games that he did well, pitch. Well, I would I would grade him on he was supposed to be a, a a top member of your starting rotation, and he only made a certain number of starts. That's not enough value that he was supposed to right. provide. But I don't know. I have a I have I've always had like a weird thing. I think this is mostly rooted in how people talked about Chris Bryant, and unfairly, a lot of people, even though Chris Bryant's one of the best players in Chicago Cubs history, would call him soft or things like that. Right. And and he got hurt a lot, but I, I just, I really don't like that kind of negative connotation yeah. for guys getting hurt. It's, it's not their fault. Yeah. They're training very hard, but most of them. Right. And I just don't like when it veers to that, like negative way of, you know, Drew Simon, Athletes 22 starts, too. right. It's, it's not, it's not his <laughs> fault that he got hurt. I'm going to grade those 22 starts, I guess is the point. 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 22 starts, I guess 
guess is the point. 22 starts, I 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 guess is the point. 22 starts, I
is the point. 22 starts, I guess 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 is
the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, I guess is the point. 22 starts, 